Well, come on out to high school basketball here on Classic Hits 96.7 WBVI, ESPN 1430 AM, 105.7 FM, WFOB already in progress here at Liberty Benton High School. Hopewell Loudon taking on Mohawk for a district title here tonight in Division 4. Winner of this one takes on Ottaville or Crestview next week on Tuesday in Bowling Green. Hopewell Loudon got the scoring, started a corner three from Braylon Martinez, gave Hopewell a three to nothing lead to 7-10. Left to go here, opening quarter, short corner, Jay from Emma Crease off the mark, down of an Elmore, about to miss his putback off the mark, then has it ripped away from him. Kane Heyman getting the steal now from Mohawk as the Warriors go the other direction with seven minutes left to go. Opening quarter of action here from Liberty Benton High School. Getting in the right corner, Braden Chester, iron in the block to Hannum, he'll get it out, A.J. Hess. Hess, he'll drive inside, working around the defense, unable to get it to go. Rebound tipped away, now Donovan Elmore taking it the other direction for the Hopewell Loudon Chipping to try the spin move, ends up having it ripped away from him as we will now see Mohawk go right back the other way, trailing right now three to nothing, 6.35. Up to go here, first quarter of action from Liberty Benson High School for this Division Four District Finals matchup here on both WFOB and WBVI. The Warriors ball driving inside will be Kane Heyman. He'll take the jump shot just inside the lane off of the mark. Rebounded by Evan Kreese. He'll fling it up ahead to Blake Barrier now for Hopewell. He'll fling it up. Comes up short on the shot. Hannum gets the board. Now Mohawk back the other way with 6-12. Have to go here first quarter. Still a 3-0 score in favor of Hopewell Loudon. Mohawk setting things up on the right side for Kane Heyman. Now on top for Hannum. Few dribbles, poked away, barrier, regained briefly, ends up going all the way out of bounds. It should be Hopewell ball, and yes, it will in fact be Hopewell ball, as they will say, and last touched by Mohawk, as it was touched just on the other side of half court on the Mohawk side, and then went all the way back towards the Hopewell Loudon basket, but with last touched by a Mohawk player, therefore making Hopewell Loudon ball, Blake Barry will inbound on the baseline for Hopewell Loudon, as he will look to throw it in, will throw it in towards Crease. Reese, one dribble, turnaround shot, a little strong. Rebound at that time, Kane Heyman, Mohawk, the other direction, 5.45 left to go first quarter. Hopewell still a 3-0 lead on Mohawk. Remember Cleveland brings things up the floor this time for the Warriors. Swings it over right side for Kane Heyman. On top for Hannum, looking inside to Hess, won't be able to get an entry look. Driving inside, reverse lay-in, off the mark from Chester, but it's rebounded by Hannum. He gets to Hess for the corner three, that's too strong. Rebounded by Evan Kreese, Hopewell back the other direction, 5-23. Left to go, first quarter of action, Hopewell, E3-0 lead over Mohawk. Division 4, district finals action from Liberty Benson High School. Winner of this one, take on Ottaville or Crestview on Tuesday in Bowling Green as the entry pass ended up going all the way back outside of Martinez on the right wing for Hopewell. They'll double-team crease in the short corner as he'll get it inside to Elmore. It's poked away. Ends up being stolen away. Kane Heyman takes it the other way from Mohawk. He'll go in transition. One of a clean look. It's a back out. Boomer Cleveland left side now for Mohawk. Deep three from Chester. Comes up short. Rebounded Carter. Yarbrough. Hopewell back the other way with 4.45 to go first quarter. Yarbrough in transition. Nifty little Euro stop underhand lay in on the left side for Yarbrough. Puts Hopewell up 5 to nothing. 4.38 left to go here. First quarter of action. And a reminder, today's game is brought to you in part by Coppicemore Insurance Agency. Win with great insurance coverage from Coppicemore Insurance Agency in Bascom. Down inside, shot off the mark. And we will see Boomer Cleveland go to the line for a pair of free throws at 4.27. Left to go here in the first quarter. Coppicemore Insurance Agency located in Bascom. Call them for your free quote today, 419-937-2205. Wishing the Hope All Out and Boys good luck here today. 
at the line for two free throws is Boomer Cleveland. His first free throw will give Mohawk their first point of the game with 427 left to go here first quarter of action. Cleveland, a 69% free throw shooter, had 12 points in their win against Van Lue on Tuesday. His second free throw was off the mark, but it doesn't matter because they're going to get a lane violation. That actually are going to get over the back, in fact, called on Kane Heyman as he brought in the rebound off of the miss, as we'll see Hopewell go back the other way. The 5-1 lead for the Chieftains with 425 left to go here. First quarter of action. Lake Barrier brings them all up the floor for Hopewell Loudon. They'll get it left side of Martinez. Martinez pass, pass fake, swings it over now. Yarbrough right wing. It's Mohawk in a 2-3 zone this time down the floor on the defensive side. Martinez briefly has it in the corner. He'll bring it back towards the wing. Now all the way back up top. Barrier has it up top. He'll swing it to Martinez left side. Few dribbles back over Barrier. No look pass inside. Crease from the free throw line. Gets that one to go. Evan Crease first points on the night for that one. Extends Hopewell's lead. It's now 7-1. 3.50. Up to go here first quarter of action. McLeavon will set things up this time down the floor for Mohawk. He's still yet to get their first field goal of the game as Barry ends up tripping and briefly Mohawk had the numbers advantage. The three up and good on the right wing from Braden Chester. First field goal of the game for Mohawk. A much needed field goal as they trail 7-4. Three and a half to go first quarter of action. Pull up jump shot from Martinez. A little off the mark. Rebounded by Chester. Mohawk right back the other way with now 3.20 left to go first quarter. We'll see. Little nutter check in at the next dead ball for Hopewell Loudon. Chester drives all the way inside, unable to cash in on the lay-in. Rebounded by Martinez. He'll get it up ahead now to Crease. He'll pull up for the right wing three. Up and good for Evan Crease as he knocks that down from outside. Extends Hopewell's lead. Now back to six. Ten to four your score. Three minutes. All have to go here in the opening quarter. Number Cleveland with it up top now for Mohawk. He'll find Chester on the top of the key. Hannum, he'll now have it on the right wing as Hess tried to post up Donovan Elmore inside. So he had to get an entry look down inside. Kane Hammond with it left wing, back up top to Hannum. And there's an inside to Hess. It's poked away though by Elmore. It'll stay with Mohawk with 2.41 left to go here first quarter. We'll see another check in for Hopewell. He'll come in for Donovan Elmore. I'll go Kane Hammond along with Braden Chester for Mohawk as we will see Hunter Hayes along with Zayden Fry check in for the Warriors with 2.41. Left to go here at first quarter of action. We'll throw it into Hannum. Hannum all the way down inside. Finishing in close as he's able to navigate around the traffic inside. Makes it a four-point game with 2.33 left to go. First quarter of action. Hopewell the four-point lead. So it'll be Martinez with it left wing extended. Yarbrough now with it left corner. He'll drive on Hess. He'll go up and he'll draw some contact. And they're actually going to say Mohawk ball. But Yarbrough might have drawn a foul. But look at the benefit of anything that time down the floor as it'll give possession Back over to Mohawk with 2.23. Left to go here at first quarter of action. A reminder, today's game is brought to you in part by Kendra's Cakes. Visit them for a tasty treat in their new location at 6.95 North State Route 6.35 in Bascom. Visit their Facebook page at Kendra's Cakes for all their goodies. Wishing Hopewell Loudon the best of luck here tonight. Driving inside will be Boover Cleveland for Mohawk. He'll end up losing the handle. Barrier comes away with the steal. Hopewell back the other direction with 2.05. Left to go here first quarter. Hopewell the 10-6 advantage. It's be Braylon Martinez with the right wing extended. He'll find Yarbrough now in the corner on the right side. Back over Martinez. Working on Hunter Haynes up top. Barrier. He's going to try his luck from outside. Won't get that one to fall. Long rebound, though. Ends up briefly back in Hopewell's hands, but unable to bring it in fully was Martinez. Now Mohawk goes back the other direction with 141 to go in the opening quarter. We Boomer Cleveland with it up top for the Warriors. They'll find Hannum now left wing being defended by Evan Grease. 
Up top, he'll have it to Fry. Fry swings it left side, taking the contested three. Well, Cleveland, it's a little too strong. Hess gets the board, and Hess will draw the foul down inside with 125. Left to go here in the first quarter of action as A.J. Hess looks to get himself on the board as hasn't really had a chance to get anything going here early on so far. So the all-time leading scorer for Mohawk will go to the line with 125 to go in the first quarter. Down in Elmore, set to check back in on the Hopewell side. The free throw from Hess will not fall. Elmore will check in. He will come in for Evan Kreese with 125 to go here in the first quarter as Looks like Nutter will guard Hess next time down the floor, according to the motions I saw from Donovan Elmore. The second free throw from Hess up and good to get his name in the scoring column with 125 to go first quarter. A three-point advantage for Hopewell out, and they lead by a 10-7 score. Barrier slowly crosses half court this time for Hopewell Loudon. Still see Mohawk in a little bit of a 2-3 zone up top. Martinez flings it to Elmore, left, right side. It'll go up, comes up short on the little floater from the right side as Mohawk goes back the other way with 103 left to go first quarter. They trail 10-7 to in this Division Four District Finals matchup here from Liberty Benton. Setting things up this time will be Hannum. He'll have it at the volleyball line. He'll work on Nutter. Let's go down inside. Zayden Fry finishing in close. Will Zayden Fry makes it a one-point game with 45 seconds to go here in the first quarter. Carter Yarbrough brings them forward this time for Hopewell Loudon. Barrier back over Yarbrough. Yarbrough finds Nutter. Nutter down inside towards Elmore to be poked away. The last touch, though, by Mohawks will stay with Hopewell Loudon under the basket with 32.6 to go here in the first quarter. Evan Kreese will check back in. He will come in for Will Nutter on the Hopewell side. So a little bit of rotation for Coach Jury for his three bigs thus far. They'll enter it towards Barrier, left corner. Wanted to get it back to Yarbrough and ends up being stolen away. Boomer Cleveland now will take it the other way from Mohawk. 25 seconds remain in the first quarter. As Hess will bring it back towards the volleyball line. Hand it over to Cleveland to reset things now in the half court for Mohawk. Chance to take their first lead of the game as they trail 10 to 9. Down to 13 seconds remaining here in the first quarter of action. Hannum gets put the wall on the deck. Now he will be defended by Elmore. Elmore tries to poke away, unable to do so. Hannum down inside, finishes with the right hand. Barrier gets it. He'll launch from just inside half court, and that won't touch anything, and that'll do it for the first quarter of action. A slow start for Mohawk, but they now have an 11-10 lead through one here in this division for district's title match. We will set aside a quick timeout. Come back, start of quarter number two. You're listening to high school playoff basketball. You're on ESPN 1430 AM, 105.7 FM, WFLB, and Classic at 96.7 WBGI. This is Jim Fruth, candidate for judge of the Tiffin Fostoria Municipal Court. I'm reminding you that the voter registration deadline for the May primary is April 3rd. Please exercise your right to vote and make your voice heard. And when you do, I would appreciate your support and vote. Thank you and go Chieftains. Paid for by Fruth for Judge Committee, Thomas W. Zerm Treasurer, and approved by Jim Fruth, candidate for judge of the Tiffin Fostoria Municipal Court. That's the sound of the day starting out right, and I hear it every time my new Toro Z Master Zero Turn Mower starts up with big time horsepower, giant tires, turbo force deck, and comforts like my ride suspension and USB ports. It's fully loaded to mow all day long while delivering that signature Toro cut. From start to finish, this beast means business. Get your Toro Z Master Mower today. See a complete line of Toro products at Coon Sales and Service just west of Bascom on State Route 18. 
Starting off the second quarter of action here from Liberty Benson High School, your site for today's action division for district finals here from again Liberty Benson High School as we have Mohawk taking on Hopewell Loud and Mohawk the one point lead 11 to 10. Now your score as we start quarter number two here in this second quarter of action. It'll be Mohawk ball to start quarter number two. They'll throw it inside towards Hess. Hess one power dribble. Won't get a good look this time. Flings it back outside to Boomer Cleveland. They'll go down into Hannum. Hannum can't convert in close over Evan Kreese. Kreese will bring down the rebound. Hopewell back the other way as they'll look to push inside. Barrier back out to Yarbrough. They'll swing it out now. Evan Kreese. He'll look to drive left side. Fade away from Kreese. Up and good on a pretty little fade that time for Evan Kreese as that'll Get Hopewell back on top by 1, 12 to 11. Now your score was 725 left to go in the first half. Remember Cleveland setting things up now up top for Mohawk. He'll hand it on the right side to Hunter Haynes. They'll find Hess. Hess still looking to get himself going from the floor. Just one point so far on the game. Hess within a left wing. They'll now maintain his dribble, working on Elmore. Brings it back right side. Goes up, gets that one to go over the tough defense. Gets himself in the scoring column, at least in terms of field goals. Is now Hopewell back the other way as Barrier can't convert in close as look look wanted to get a foul call, but won't able to get that in his favor. It'll be now a Mohawk lead of one, 13 to 12. Your score with 6.47 left to go here in the first half. Mohawk now with possession. So get it on the left side, that'll be Haynes with it. Back up top, Hess. He'll take the deep top of the key three. That time too strong. Rebounded by Cleveland, he'll keep it with Mohawk. He'll take the elbow, Jay. He'll get that one to drop from the right elbow. Add on to Mohawk lead, now up to three. 15 to 12, your score, 625. About to go in this opening half. Well, get it over to Evan Kreese on the left wing, being defended by Hess. Hess goes into Yarbrough. Yarbrough doesn't get a kicking fall, is it? Was definitely kicked by Mohawk, but won't get that call that time. It'll be Mohawk ball anyway. So it'll now be on the right side for Boomer Cleveland. He'll bring it back towards the top of the key. Cleveland after the hesitation, almost lose the handle, does lose the handle. His barrier, or Martinez rather, comes in to get the steal as now Hopewell back the other way. Yarbrough, pull-up shot from just inside the free throw line, up and good for Carter. Yarbrough cuts their deficit back to one with 547. Up to go here in the first half of action. A reminder today's game is brought to you in part by Thomas Daniel Construction. Build a strong foundation with local builder remodeler Thomas Daniel Construction. Celebrating 50 years in business. Wishing the Hopewell Louder boys good luck. Get a foul call up top against Blake Barrier for Hopewell Louder with 5.37 to go in this first half. Brian Haynes will check out for Mohawk. We will see now Chester along with... And we'll also see Kane Heyman check back in. I'll see Nutter check in, and they'll check in for Yarbrough. So a big lineup now for Hopewell as Nutter, along with Kreese and Elmore, all on the floor for the Chiefs. And see how that lineup plays itself out. Give themselves a little bit of a different size advantage because usually it's only two of them on the floor at one given time. Braden Chester with it up top for Mohawk with 5.12 left to go. First half, Mohawk a one-point lead, 15-14, to 14, with 5.07 left to go in the half. Hannum swings it over. Hess, a contested three, comes up short. Rebounded by Nutter. Hopewell back the other way. Hess still looking to try and really get himself going. Does have one shot made, and that was in close. Priest now with on the right side for Hopewell Loudon. He'll jab step, swing it to Barrier. Barrier driving inside. He'll find Nutter. Nutter puck fake and laying it up and in after. He's able to get A.J. Hess in the air. And Will Nutter gives Hopewell back the lead. 16 to 15, 440. Left to go here, first half of action. 
Mohawk ball now to be on the right side up top now as driving inside will be Hess. He'll go inside to Hannum as Hannum will draw the foul with 4.30 left to go in the first half. So that foul on Martinez. It will be a shooting foul. The fourth team foul as well on Hopo. Just one foul thus far on Mohawk. Since Bryce Hannum to the line, a 57% free throw shooter. His front end will fall. We'll see Hunter Haynes check in. He will come in for Hess. So big big, uh, big advantage now for Hopewell with uh, Hess off of the floor for the time being at least. Second free throw up and good as well for Hannum. He'll go two for two. Put Mohawk back up by a one-point margin. Now 17 to 16 your score. 425 left to go here first half. We'll again see Mohawk come out in a 2-3 zone. This time down. Alley-oop to Crease. Cannot quite throw it down. Gets his own miss though. And inside another who lays it back up and in. Alley-oop play. Almost works to perfection, but Hopewell still able to get points out of it. Retake a one-point lead with 408 to go in the first half. Mohawk ball as they'll swing it around up top for Hunter Haynes. He'll get on the left side, Boomer Cleveland. Cleveland brings it back towards the top of the key. He'll work on Elmore. He'll briefly drive inside. Back out now. It'll be Chester with it on the left wing. Resetting again as they'll find Hannum up top. Hannum will look to drive his way inside. Gets it in the corner. The corner three off the mark. Rebound is tipped around. Ends up in Heyman's hands to keep it with Mohawk. Chester takes the three. He gets that one to go right again as he knocks down his second three on the right wing. Puts Mohawk back up by a 20-18 score with 3.30. Let's go here in the first half. Down inside, Nutter, Nutter, another pump fake, and lays it up and in again. The sophomore having himself quite a great night thus far. He's already got six points as he ties it back up at 20 apiece. 3.17, left to go first half. Mohawk now will set things up in the half court. They'll look to get A.J. Hess back on the floor. Swing it to Chester. He's made a couple threes already. Working on Nutter. He'll drive inside. Flings it over Hannum. Hannum looks to drive in. As his lay-in will not fall. He's going to get the benefit of a foul in his favor. Looks like that'll go on Elmore. And yes, it will. He probably could have got Bryce Hannum for a travel before that foul. But nonetheless, Hannum will get that foul in his favor. With 2.58 left to go here in the first half of action. All tied up at 20 apiece. Between Hopewell Loudon and Mohawk. First free throw from Hannum up and good. And Hess must be set to check in for Hannum since Hannum and C is staying over there at the scorer's table. A reminder today's game is also brought to you in part by Coon Sales and Service LLC, one mile west of Bascom on 7387 West State Route 18. As the free throw will also fall for Hannum, so he's now four for four at the free throw line thus far. Puts Mohawk back up by two. 22 to 20, your score, 256 left to go here, first half of action. Blake Barrier bring the ball up the floor for Hopewell Loudon as we again see Mohawk in a 2-3 zone defensively. Martinez finds Priest left corner, his three off the mark, rebounded by Chester as we'll see Mohawk back the other direction, 238 to go in this first half. Chester stopping at the top of the key, almost had it stolen. He'll fling it down the right corner. Heyman, he'll go after the puck fake, and Abel still the defense was able to collapse, but it does not matter because he still got that one to go over the outstretched arms of Breland Martinez. Mohawk now up by four with 2.20 to go in the first half. Well, loud in ball. It'll be Martinez with it, right wing extended. He'll get it to Barrier in the corner. Barrier swings it back up top to Crease. Crease back over now, Martinez. 
Barrier, he'll launch the right corner three. That time comes up short. Nutter fights for and saves the rebound, but I think they're going to say he ran out of room, and yes, he did. As see another hustle play from Will Nutter with 2-0-1 left to go in the first half of action. 24-20 is the score. Oakwell currently trailing Mohawk by a four-point margin. McCleveland brings the ball across the timeline for the Warriors. They now swing it over. Chester, another right wing three. That time a little strong. Rebound is saved now. Martinez gets the board. He'll take the other way for Hopewell. Martinez back over to Barrier. Barrier will drive it from the left side, and he'll have a little bit of contact on him with 1.43 to go in the first half of action. As see a couple subs now for each team. It'll remain Hopewell out in ball with 1.43 to go in this first half of action. So we'll see Haynes check out for Mohawk. Nutter checks in, for, checks out rather for Hopewell. Barbara will take his place on the Hopewell side. So we'll see Hannum back on the floor now for Mohawk. Contested shot from Crease up and good from just inside the paint. Now with 1.35 to go in the first half of action. Two-point game. Hopewell trailing by two. It'll be Boomer Cleveland with it up top. It's working on Blake Barrier. Gets it now left wing. Now over right side for Chester. Already knocked down a couple threes. Gets the screen from Hess. The free throw line. Jay will not fall. Martinez able to get the board because I don't know if he just got tangled up with Hess. But nonetheless, Hopewell gets the ball. Chance to tie or take the lead. Barrier going to try and give Hopewell the lead. Won't be able to do it with the missed three. Yarbrough gets the board to keep it with Hopewell. Barrier drives inside. Comes up short on the floater. Rebound tipped around. Ends up in Mohawk's hands with 1.02 left to go here. First half of action. A two-point game. Mohawk with the lead and with possession over Hopewell Loudon Division 4 District Finals from Liberty Benson High School. On the right side will be Kane Hammond. We'll swing it over AJ Hess. Stolen away by Kreese. Kreese trying to win the foot race and won't get the land to drop on the good transition defense that time from Hess. Almost stolen right back by Kreese. We're going to get Kreese for the foul instead with 38.6 to go in the first half. The Hopewell side letting them know they did not appreciate the call. The Mohawk side doing the opposite, showing they do appreciate the call. As that'll be the first foul on Evan Kreese. We'll see Yarbrough check out another back in as we see Hopewell go right back to that big man lineup with 38.6 to go here in this first half of action. It'll be a 30-second timeout here on the WFBWBVI. As Ms. Morris here with you for tonight's matchup. Matt Common will join me here in just a moment. Again, your score is 24 to 22 as Hopewell currently trails Mohawk here in this one as we are as we are about to resume action here following the timeout. So just about ready now to resume. 24-22, your score, Hopewell Loudon trails Mohawk as we near the end of half number one. So throw it in towards the backcourt. It'll be Boomer Cleveland with it for Mohawk. So Cleveland will just dribble the ball as Hopewell currently letting him dribble out there. As we'll see if Mohawk will... Try to hold for the final shot of this first half of action, as that sure looks to be the case. Now down to 12. Barrier starting to get a little closer defensively. 
Now Cleveland will square up. He'll bounce it over right side to Chester. Hess has it left wing. He'll drive in. He'll pull up from the elbow. Gets that shot to go right before the buzzer sounds to add on to the Mohawk lead. Gives it a four-point lead as we are done with one half of basketball. 26 to 22 is your score. Hopewell now trailing by four here to Mohawk in this Division Four District Finals matchup here on both WFOB WBVI. And it was quite a back and forth first half as neither team had a big lead at any points. It was up to six points, I think, for Hopewell at one point, but that's the largest we saw uh, for either team. As now Matt Common has joined me on here, has dealt with a uh, dealt with a lot of traffic that just had to get in your way. It probably didn't help the remaining cats and dogs out there either. Uh, no, actually, it's very very dangerous out there right now. I, just from Cleveland where I live to this part of town. Um, I counted 14 accidents. Four, four of them involved ambulances, two of them involved fire department, one was a car actually on fire. Um, no, it's very dangerous conditions out there. Please do not drive if you don't have to. Stay home. Um, like, I'm very excited to be here. I'm way more happy to be here in one piece than I am worried about that I'm here. Uh, it's very, very dangerous conditions out there. The wind's picking up. It's in excess of about 45 miles an hour. Please be careful. Please, please be careful out there. So having said that part, been here for the last like five minutes in the second quarter. Man, I did not expect Hope Olive's defense to come out this strongly to keep this Mohawk squad in check after the 80-point drumming we saw them put on Van Will. I mean, if if they yes, Hopewell's down four at half. If they replicate that and you limit Hess to five, I say they limit him to five points again. You have you have more than a chance. Oh no, you win. It's not you have a chance to win. You're going to win if you replicate this. Now, million dollar question is, are we going to get a flat Hope All Out coming out of the locker room at halftime? Because if we do, we've seen where it takes them like a minute or two to kind of get the speed. You don't have that luxury with Mohawk. If you let Hesse Company have any advantage, that six point that four point lead is gonna be a fourteen point lead in about a minute and a half. You've got to come out firing on all cylinders. Keep this defense going. And one of the adjustments I'd like to see from Wasim on the floor there, I'd like to see them continue to attack perimeter on the defensive side. You saw Evan Kreese get a nice steal down there. You saw Yarborough disrupt a few passes. Keep that going. Wouldn't surprise me in the least as we saw Will Nutter out there a good bit as well. We start seeing Tyler Agaba as well come out here just to be a thorn in the side of some of these perimeter players. As with that, we'll uh, go ahead and step aside for a quick timeout. We'll have our halftime report here in just a moment, and then we'll be back to start the second half here from Liberty Benson. Again, 26-22, your score. Hopewell currently channeling Mohawk through one half of basketball here on both WFOB and WBBI. Why compromise your taste with plain old coffees and teas? You don't have to with Java's Enchanted Bean Coffee Cafe in downtown Faustoria. Step inside the inclusive culture of Java's Enchanted Bean and smell aromas of handmade muffins, cookies, and freshly roasted specialty coffees and teas. Whether you want a breakfast sandwich unmade from scratch artisan bread with a specialty coffee or trying the chicken bacon ranch panini for lunch with a pick-me-up steamer, fruit smoothie, or organic tea, Java's Enchanted Bean is brewing up something special just for you. Stop in today at 204 South Main Street in Faustoria. 
Everyone wants clean water, but are you doing all that you can to keep it clean? The Northwestern Water and Sewer District reminds you that flushable wipes are not flushable. They don't break down in the treatment process, plus they can damage your plumbing, which can cost you hundreds to fix. So next time you go, remember, do not flush the wipes. Toss them in the trash. It's a small step that you can take to protect our water. A message from the Northwestern Water and Sewer District. From the Ohio News Network, this is the Ohio Education Association Tonight in High School Hoops. Now here's your host, Eric Reeser. As of July 1 of 2021, college athletes all over the country could make money off of their name, image, and likeness. The acronym NIL has likely been seen and heard almost any time college athletics has been discussed. Since that date, it's been a whirlwind of change in college football. Now coaches must deal with their players receiving money and other things from outside parties where it was once very illegal to do so. Now that the NCAA has washed its hands of impermissible benefit enforcement, there's been no end of the ways student-athletes have received money and other benefits. Prominent boosters from schools all over the country have formed groups or collectives to pool their resources from their businesses and fans alike to offer deals to student-athletes. This has also created situations where high schoolers have allegedly been offered NIL deals to sign with certain schools. All of this has been heaped at the feet of Ohio State's Ryan Day, and you'll hear his thoughts on NIL, collectives, and college football free agency coming up next. This is the Ohio News Network. I'm Scott DeMauro, president of the Ohio Education Association. On behalf of our 120,000 members, OEA is proud to sponsor tonight's game. We know high school sports play an important role in shaping young athletes' lives, and we've all seen the difference Ohio's educators make in their students' lives every day. Whether they're in the classrooms or coaching on the basketball court, Ohio's educators are dedicated to empowering their students and providing them with opportunities to learn, grow, and thrive. For that, we say thank you. Did you know that three Ohioans are diagnosed with oral cancer every day? Dentists are doctors of dental surgery and can recognize life-threatening conditions and treat oral diseases before they become serious health complications. Ohio Dental Association member dentists are located throughout the state and are dedicated to providing the highest quality dental care. Ask if your dentist is a member of the Ohio Dental Association and American Dental Association so you know you're being treated by the best. To find an ODA dentist in your area, visit associationsadvanceohio.com. This, this is ONN. Earlier this year, the Cleveland Plain Dealer reported that Ohio State's head football coach Ryan Day told local business leaders and prominent Ohio State alum he would need $13 million in name, image, and likeness deals to keep his current football roster intact. This is in line with what other major universities are reportedly doing with their football programs. Schools like Georgia, Alabama, Texas A&M, and USC all have money reportedly being used on players and potential players now that the NCAA has basically made it legal to do so through name, image, and likeness, something Ryan Day says has become a way of life in college football. It was uh, never part of the conversation. Then it became part of the conversation. Uh, It's trending towards being the conversation for a lot of folks. So just as as time has gone on, it's become more and more of a priority for for folks. And so, you know, navigating those times and adapting is is important. In early December, Ohio State's athletic director, Gene Smith, sent out a memo soliciting fan donations to several Ohio State-sponsored collectives that are run by a prominent Ohio State alumni and boosters. In the memo, Smith cited Ohio State's commitment to, quote, supporting our current and future student-athletes while building strong competitive programs, end quote. Adding, quote, we welcome your help in keeping Ohio State at the top of the college athletics landscape, end quote. Ryan Day says they believe they have the support from everyone. It's certainly a priority for us to to make sure we have everything we need to support our players. And that's 
kind of well leave it right there. And we, we have some folks that are that are uh, that are really helping and doing everything they can, and that's great. And so you know we're going to need as much help as we can moving forward. But the great news is you know we have great fans who want to support it, and we're going to do make sure we do everything we can to make sure our guys get what's fair. Ryan Day says they also make it a point to tell players how much support there is for NIL at Ohio State. We're going to need all the help we can get. But that's kind of the way it is across the country right now. And, and the, the great news is we're, we're positioned really, really well in Columbus and with our fan base to, to, do, to do just that. And, you know, our team has done very, very well here on campus and, and over the last year. They've done great. So we're going to keep building towards that and just make sure that everyone knows that this is real. We're here. And, yeah, certainly going to need their support. NIL has also become a talking point when bringing in players from the transfer portal. Some have accused athletes of being college football free agents, going to where the most money and endorsement deals can be had. Ryan Day says that's not something they do when considering a transfer portal player. You know, certainly if, if there's something that we can do in terms of upgrade in, in a certain position, we'll always do that. That's our job. But we'll also take into consideration the right culture fit, the right fit for them, the expectation if somebody comes into the program, they know they're going to have to earn their right to get on the field. You know, we're not just going to guarantee when you come here, you're going to do this, you're going to get this many touches, or you're going to start the minute you walk into that, that locker room. You know, I don't know how folks do that and then look at the players currently on their roster and say, I just guaranteed someone to come in and be a starter. You know, and so uh, we take all those things into consideration. But as you know, we, we have ad, added guys, and I think we've done a really good job of being thoughtful in those areas. But, you know, certainly the, the transfer portal has gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. It's become like free agency, so it's something that you know, we're going to be a part of. For the Ohio News Network, I'm Eric Reeser. Think you can't qualify for a car loan because of your past credit, bankruptcy, divorce, even repossessions and charge-offs? Well, think again and turn the corner to Warner. Warner Buick GMC can help you find the money you need for a car. Call 419-423-7161. That's 419-423-7161. Or apply online at warnerbuickgmc.com. Let Warner help you get a car today. For price, selection, and service, Warner won't be beat. Have you tried Campus Poly Eyes with their world-famous stuffed sticks? Campus Poly Eyes is at 339 South Blanchard Street and are serving up their award-winning pizza, amazing stuffed breadsticks, subs, salads, and more. Campus Poly Eyes is now delivering all over Findlay, and they offer a great selection of beer and wine for dine-in customers. Voted best restaurant, period, by the BG News three of the last five years. Campus Poly Eyes at 339 South Blanchard Street. Stop in and taste heaven. My name is Carrie Maligan with Harold Floriana Funeral Home. In 1975, my father, Jeff Floriana, married my mother, Candy. That's when he not only committed his life to her, but our family business. Jeff, along with my husband, Tony, carry on our family's tradition of commitment and pride in our community. A lot has changed since we began in 1904, but one thing hasn't. Our promise to take care of you before, during, and after a death occurs. Stop in our call to get information on pre-planning your future. Let your wishes be known and help ease the burden of your loved ones. Same location we've always been, on the corner of Tiffin and Union Streets in Faustoria. Harold Floriana Funeral Home, we're here for you. Back we are getting ready to start the second half here from Liberty Benton High School. 26-22, your score. Hope well out and currently trailing Mohawk as we get started with the second half of action. Lance Morris, Matt Common here with you on both WFB and WBBI. Winner of this one advancing to the regional semifinals to be played next Tuesday at the Stroh Center would take on either Ottoville or Crestview. Man, it would be nice to get back to uh, get back to BG once again. Yeah, yeah, it would. Yeah. Not for the same reasons. You th- for me, I'm thinking about Campus Polygon's that. Where did we go for those sandwiches at one time? Mr. Spots. Yeah, that's, that's, that, that's what I'd be excited about. 
Ready to start the second half here from Liberty Benson. It'll be Hopewell ball. Martinez, right wing three, too strong. Hess gets the board, now Mohawk the other way. I like the shot, like the decision, just a little bit off there. Mohawk will set things up in the half court. 7.35 left to go third quarter. Almost losing the handle as Cleveland. It'll stay with Mohawk. Now they'll bring it up top for Hannum. Down inside, Hess is working on the right block on Elmore. Now he'll get the entry pass. Spin down baseline as it'll be poked away by Yarbrough. It'll stay with Mohawk with 7.23 left to go here third quarter. Good secondary defense there from Yarbrough, closing off that passing lane. Hess was able to do that all night against Vandaloo. Not so much tonight. So we'll throw it in towards Hannum. Elmore almost able to steal it. It'll stay with Mohawk. He's able to steal it again. As I'll actually say last touch by Mohawk and give possession over to Hopewell Outen. Okay. I probably would have thought that Elmore was the last to touch it, but they'll take the ball anyway. I, you know, to be fair, Elmore did stop in his tracks. So I was like he saw the Mohawk player make contact. We hope well out in ball with 7.05 left to go here at third quarter. Enter it into Elmore. Down inside, he'll quickly find Chris who gets the tough shot to go from just outside. The right block cuts it back to a two-point game with 6.55 to go in the third. Something that Mohawk hasn't had to go against two very tall athletic players on the floor at the same time. Driving baseline, layup, up and good on the left side. Kane Hammond gets that one to go, gets Mohawk's lead back to four with 6.40 to go in the third. Now what you can do there for Yarborough, good defense, just better shot. Reese with it near the top of the key for Hopewell Loudon. So bounce it over to Barrier. Barrier lines up the left wing three off the mark. Martinez briefly had the board, couldn't quite haul it in. Mohawk back the other way. Gotta be able to hold on to those. Really have to be able to hold on to those. Over Cleveland will drive inside. I'll bring it back towards the top of the key for Mohawk. 6.15 to go third quarter. A four-point lead for Mohawk, 28-24. Hess with it up top. Reese ends up getting the steal. Lends the one right back by Hess. And Hess will get called for the foul with 6.07. Let's go here in quarter number three. I'm just so impressed by what we're seeing from Evan Crease, even in the second quarter. What I was seeing, just him. He has no fear going against AJ Hess right now. We hope well out in ball. Third quarter of action. They currently trail by four, 28 to 24. Each team has got two thus far in quarter number three. Martinez skips it over towards Yarbrough on the left wing. Walks on that 2-3 zone. Martinez swings it to Barrier. Barrier, quick dribble. Now back over Martinez. Oh, pump fake. Barrier, right back over Martinez. Enters it inside Elmore. Elmore, a few dribbles back. Finds Barrier on the cut. Couldn't quite haul it in. It'll be last touched by Mohawk. Stay with Hopewell Loudon with 5.43 left to go here in the third quarter. A reminder, today's game is brought to you in part by Coon Sales and Service LLC. One mile west of Bascom on 73.87 West State Route 18. As up and good. Evan Kreese gets that one to go. As That'll make it back to a two-point game with 5.39. We'll have to go here in the third quarter. It'll be a full timeout. We'll go ahead and take it right along with them. You're listening to the Division Four District Finals on both WFOB and WBBI. We know what it takes. We've done it all. At Five Star Maintenance and Construction, we built our crew on the foundation of dedication, hard work, and pride. Pride in a job well done that exceeds our clients' expectations and is executed with precision from start to finish. Welcome to Five Star Maintenance and Construction. We have been a leader in the industry of property preservation and construction management in Northwest Ohio. Each division of Five Star has a seasoned team to tackle even the most challenging property preservation and a dedicated on-site property manager for each property. Five Star Maintenance. We know what it takes. For over 100 years, iron workers have been building America. Do you have what it takes to be an iron worker? 
Do you like to work with your hands? Do you like to be creative and solve problems? Do you like to be outdoors and don't mind getting dirty? With starting pay of $18 an hour and with medical and retirement benefits, there are iron worker jobs available in Northwest Ohio. To take your career to new heights, call the Ironworkers Local 55 Training Center at 419-382-3080 and build a better future. 539 left to go third quarter, 28-26 your score. Hopewell out and currently trails Mohawk by two with 535 left to go third quarter. Lance Morris, Matt Common here with three division four district finals from Liberty Benson High School to be Mohawk ball. Chester three comes up short, rebounded by Yarbrough as he fights away from Hannum and brings it up the floor for Hopewell. In transition, he'll collide with Mohawk and he'll get an offensive foul as Hess steps in to take the charge with 520 to go in the third. I can clearly see how irrevocable the damage was done to Bryce Hannum down there on the charge. Well, the problem is, that is now Yarbrough's third foul. So that's because of that, it big, would check out. Nutter checks in. That's a big, big foul. The Mohawk ball at 5-10 to go third quarter. Has with it up top, working on Barrier on the spin down inside. And he'll get called for the offensive foul as well with 5.06 now to go here in quarter number three and if that is in fact on Hess that'll be his second so not quite foul trouble yet but something to keep in mind I'm going to just keep it a buck I missed that one too that seemed like a very clean spin move to me We'll get it across half court now for Hopewell with five minutes to go in third quarter. They'll get it to Crease on the right side. They'll briefly drive in. Now over to Barrier. He'll pass fake. They'll put it on the deck. Drive inside. Now back over Crease. Crease will pass fake. Elmore flashes high post. Finds another in the short corner. Back to Crease. Contested right corner three. A little strong. Rebounded by Hess as he'll get that one. As now Mohawk goes the other way with 440 to go in the third quarter. Good shot selection there. Just need to be able to finish it. The Mohawk ball with 4.30 left to go third quarter. Two-point lead for Mohawk over Hopewell Loudon. Division 4 district finals from Liberty Benson High School. Bryce Hannum going to line up the three. That's off the mark. As Elmore can't quite bring in the rebound, it'll stay with Mohawk as Cleveland gets it in the left corner. They will now look to drive inside. Gets the screen from Hess. Free throw line jumper off the mark. As Crease comes down, they'll bring it in. Hopewell, they'll go the other way. Good defense once again. Very, very good defense. Barrier drives baseline, goes up and won't get it to go, but will draw the foul with 4.03. Left to go here in the third quarter. Zayden Fry along with Hunter Haynes check in for Mohawk. They'll check in following the first free throw from Lake Barrier. A reminder, today's game is brought to you in part by Thomas Standard Construction. Build a strong foundation with local builder remodeler, Thomas Standard Construction, celebrating 50 years in business. Thomas Standard Construction wishing Hopewell the best of luck here today. Free throw from Barrier off of the mark. Yeah, Barrier only a 63% shooter from the charity strike. You've got to be able to connect on those. You can't leave points on the floor against a team like Mohawk. Hannum and Chester, the two that checked out from Mohawk. The second free throw up and good for Barrier. That'll cut into the deficit now with four minutes left to go. Third quarter, it's down to a two-point lead from Mohawk. We're going to bring it up to four. He'll find Zayn Fry on the right wing. 
Hess flashes high post. They'll go inside. Now to Hess left block. Almost stolen away. Nutter pokes it away, but Hess able to regain it for Mohawk. He'll get it in the left corner for the three. Off the mark. Rebounded by Kreese. Hopewell now the other way with 3.40 to go in the third quarter. Kreese will stop at the elbow. He'll find Martinez from on the line. And good. It's actually, no, they're going to say it was a three. And that'll add on. Now Hopewell takes a two-point lead with three and a half to go in the third. I mean, I won't tell them if you won't tell them. That was clearly a two. David Fry with a now right wing for Mohawk, now trailing by a two-point score. Animal drive, Priest almost steals it away, he'll get it to Hess. Hess, the corner three, too strong. As rebounds tipped around, Martinez brings it in now for Hopewell as David Fry was down in transition, they briefly had the numbers. They'll go inside to Elmore, Elmore inside, finishes with the right hand as Donovan Elmore gets that one to go for his first points of the game and comes in a very big time as Hopewell now leads 32-28. Three minutes left to go in the third quarter. I'll tell you what, I think what we're seeing here is a little bit of what happens when you have a superstar. When you have a superstar like Hess, you facilitate him, you make it the A.J. Hess show. You saw that on the other night against Van Loo. I, I think it's important to understand here. Hopewell's played as a team. This is phenomenal team basketball. Kreese is getting the rebounds. He's kicking it up the floor. Great awareness on his part, though, to slow it down for a second, knowing that the numbers weren't in his favor yet, but waiting for a guy like Martinez, who, when he's on, he's on. It's anywhere on that side of the floor is his range type of shooter. Gained him at the top of the key, nice easy look, fantastic play, fantastic set, and then the Elmore shot as well. My goodness, transition offense has been phenomenal. There we go, following the timeout, 2.55, third quarter. A four-point lead now for Hopewell with 2.50 to go in the third. So swing it back now to Hess on the right side for Mohawk. Cleveland with it. He'll slide, he'll drive inside. As they try to go over to Zayden Fry to be poked away, it looks like it'll stay with Mohawk though on the baseline with 242 to go in the third. And once again, just that secondary defense, that helper defense that we're seeing on the baseline. Hopewell's not going to let them have any easy looks on the baseline tonight. Cleveland with the left wing now for Mohawk. We'll bring it back towards the top of the key. Working on barrier, swing it left side, Hannum. He'll drive baseline, finishing inside Will Bryce Hannum. That's an episode back to two with 225 to go in the third quarter. Hannum now up to 10 points. I will not a very good defender, but Hannum's just too fast for him. That's going to be a play that's available unless they get some help on the backside if that defensively. Well, now we'll swing it to the right side for Elmore. Elmore back over barrier with it. They'll bring it back towards the volleyball line. Briefly blitzed by Haynes, but it'll stay with barrier. Now we'll swing it over Martinez. Pump fake, gets it back up top to Barrier. Anderson in the high post, down inside Nutter. Nutter gets that one up, won't get it to go, but the Nutter, Nutter will draw the foul with 155 to go here in the third quarter as Nutter's had himself quite the night thus far as he's got six points already a little above his average of four. I mean, look, the Mohawk game is strong, so is the postseason game. That's how it works. You have a Mohawk like that. You mean the mullet? Oh, I'm sorry, the mullet, thank you. That's thank a fine. You. That is a fine, I'm okay with that. The mullet game is strong, therefore, his postseason game is strong. That's just how it works. I'm so embarrassed right now. I mean, he's got one of the best mullets in the region. And I messed that up. God, that's disappointing. Second free throw from Nutter. Off the mark as Elmore almost had the board. Hessel comes down with it. Mohawk the other way as Nutter misses both free throws. 
Then home damage done. 45 to go third quarter. Two-point lead for Hopewell Loudon. Mohawk with possession. Double screen is driving inside. It'll be Hannum who lays it up and in again. Uh, that'll tie it up at 32 with 135 to go in the third. I, I really feel like Agaba's going to give you something better on the perimeter against Hannum right now. Martinez drives inside. Can't finish in close with the contact. It'll be eventually brought in as now Mohawk will go the other way. Chance to take the lead with 120 to go third quarter is Martinez going to get called for the fouls. He was trying to play some good, good pressure defense on Hannum. It'll stay with Mohawk with 120 to go in the quarter. I mean, the contact was there with his hand, but his hand did not cause him to slip on the floor like that. That's, that's not a good call. And we'll cross the timeline now for Mohawk with 1.15 to go. Third quarter, all knotted up 32 apiece. Hannum goes inside to Fry. Fry over Hess. Hess, pump fakes, drives inside, lays it up and in. And that's what happens when he throws out hard on Hess. He can blow right by it and retakes the lead. Yeah, make no mistake, Hess one of the fastest players on this floor here tonight. Reese with it up top now for Hopewell Loud, and they'll get into the left corner for Barrier. Barrier up top, Martinez. Martinez back over to Barrier. He'll launch the left corner. Three up and good for Blake Barrier from outside. Hopewell back up by one with 44 seconds going in the third quarter. We got ourselves quite the game here. <laughs> that we very much do as Mohawk will again look to hold for the final shot of the quarter. We see Carter Yarbrough sets check in next to dead ball for Hopewell out. And I think he comes in for another, but we'll have to, of course, wait and see. And maintaining his dribble out towards center court. In the 2-3 zone, both Elmore and Barrier coming up a little higher, but not enough to draw any potential for a second call. Now Martinez will switch back up top. Hannum gets the screen up top from Hess. He'll drive right side. Down in the corner. Chester's corner three. Yep, and good. Again, his third three of the game. Priest has to inbound. Does not anybody to throw it to? Barrier gets it. And we're going to get a shot off before time expires here in the third quarter. 37 to 35 year score. Mohawk clinging to a two point lead through three here at Liberty Benson. We'll step aside for a quick timeout. We come back, start the fourth quarter in the Division Four District Finals as you're listening to it on both WFOB and WBBI. Roto Rooter is always the first name you think of when you have problems with your sewer system or any other household drains. Tim Munger and Roto Rooter will thoroughly clean your sewer system, sink, shower drains, and toilets. The Mungers have been serving the Faustoria and Seneca County area for over 60 years. Give Tim Munger a call at 419 435 3360. That's 419 435 3360 for all of your drain cleaning needs. And away go troubles down the drain. Are you thinking about new flooring for your home? Snyder's Floor Covering Outlet in Bettsville is here for you. You can either come to our store or they can bring the samples to you with many new carpet and vinyl styles and colors in stock. Snyder's also offers 12-month financing and no charge measuring and estimates. Call today, 986-5599. That's 986-5599. Stop in and see our newly renovated showroom. Thank you for continuing to support Snyder's Floor Covering. Snyder's Floor Covering. No job too big or too small. Snyder's does it all. Starting the fourth quarter of action here from Liberty Benton Division 4. District finals between Mohawk and Hopewell Loud and Mohawk a two-point lead as we start the fourth quarter. Lance Morris, Matt Common here with you on both WFOB and WBVI. It'll be Mohawk ball as we start the fourth quarter of action. And I like that Yarborough's back out there. Get him going against Hannum. Hannum will lose his dribble as, Bayer, as Martinez tries to grab it. They'll say he was the last to touch it, so they'll stay with Mohawk. They'll inbound from 
Brandon from the bench with 7.49 left to go. I love the effort, but I'm pretty sure if Mohawk would have grabbed it, they would have already been out of bounds. Jordan towards Hess in the back row. Now Hannibal set things up with 7.45 left to go. A two-point lead for Mohawk over Hopewell Loudon. Jordan Fry comes in to set a screen for Hannum. He's being defended by Barrier. Now Hess sets a screen as they'll get a foul call on Barrier with 7.36 left to go. Kind of impressive that Barrier was able to cause a foul. a screen Chester will inbound on the baseline for Mohawk. They'll throw it in the backcourt again to Hess. Hess will recross the timeline, hand it back to Hannum near center court between half court and the volleyball line. Now at the volleyball line is Hannum. They'll get over to Hess. Fakes the inside pass. He'll drive left side working on Elmore. Loses dribble back up top. Hannum will drive in. Poked away. And it'll stay, though, with Mohawk. And then poked right back by Yarbrough again. It'll stay with Mohawk as Coach Dunn gets the time out in his favor when the ball was up for grabs with 7.40. Some left to go here in this fourth quarter of action as it'll be a full timeout. We'll keep it here this time on both WFOB, WBBI, Lance Morris. Matt Common here with you for the Division Four District Finals here from Liberty Benton High School between Hopewell Loud and Mohawk. Mohawk, the two-point lead. Winner of this one will advance to the regional semifinals next Tuesday in Bowling Green and will take on either Ottoville or Crestwood. Matt, back and forth, obviously this whole game so far and neither team, you know, really, really giving anything to the other trying to, of course, nail down a win here today. Yeah, and I'll be honest, I'm very impressed with what we're seeing tonight from Hopewell Line because quite frankly, we've watched this Mohawk team kind of roll through everybody this postseason. And uh, it's not even kind of. They have rolled through everybody in the postseason. Every game has been a comfortable double-digit win, if not a high double-digit win. And I, think, I think every game they got to a running clock. Yeah. Yeah. And tonight it's a two-point lead. And they're having to work for every single one of those 37 points so far. Hopefully, on Coach Jury, he has put together an incredible game plan tonight. And I love that they're running that 2-3 zone and having Chris in the middle of that zone. Letting him be the one that floats around to keep people in check. That is a phenomenal decision. And it's paid dividends. Mohawk ball now 7-13 left to go here in this one. Two-point advantage for the Warriors over the Chieftains. On the right side for Braden Chester. They'll swing it left side now for Heyman. Poked away. Blake Bayer gets a steal for Hopewell. One-on-two break as Bayer just slips and falls and ends up giving possession back over now to Mohawk. I mean, you got to think there's a slippery spot down there, right? There has to be something. He didn't just turf monster it. As the referee is now going to check on uh, that and now uh, one of the ADs Scott Garlock does have a towel to wipe down that spot I guess better late than never right yeah he only had a quarter <laughs> only had a quarter break so now it'll be Mohawk ball they still lead by two points 37 to 35 Cleveland brings it up the floor this time for Mohawk they'll bounce it on the right side to Braden Chester up top now for Hannum is it left side? Hess working on the left block for position. Elmore giving him room, trying to make sure he doesn't get any cheap fouls. Now Hess gets it as he comes out to the wing. Back up top for Chester. Reese right in his, in his grill. Go down into Hannum on the cut, the lane. Up and good from Bryce Hannum as again off that movement will result in an easy look that time from Mohawk for a lead back to four. Bryce Hannum having himself a game. 
Reese, turnaround shot, up and good after hitting every part of the rim as Coach Jury will take the timeout with 6.15 left to go here. Back to a two-point game, Mohawk with the two-point advantage. Another full timeout this time. We'll go ahead and take the timeout right along with them. You're listening to the Division Four District Finals on both WFAB and WBBI. Are you looking for a job with a great company? The Ropey Corporation has several positions available. They have general labor positions with a starting pay of $18.84 an hour with a raise after 90 days. These are full-time positions that work second shift from 2 p.m. until 10 p.m. There's also an opening for a CDL Class A truck driver. To apply, go to Ropey.com and find career opportunities under the company tab. Come work for one of Northwest Ohio's best companies, privately held and family driven. It's 10 p.m. and oh shoot, you didn't make that appointment for your aching knee. Guess what? Northwest Ohio Orthopedics is making it easier for patients to schedule their appointments. Online scheduling is now available. Hop online and schedule right away with whatever day and time works best for you and your family. The new online scheduling benefit is available at all six NWO locations. Finlay, Tiffin, Fremont, Fastoria, Bluffton, and Bowling Green. NWO is always working to make things easier for their patients. Go online, schedule, and bam, done. 937 your score as we resume action here in the fourth quarter a two-point lead for Mohawk over Hopewell Loudon Division 4 district finals here from Liberty Benson High School winner of this one will advance to the regional semifinals and will take on either Crestview or Audible next Tuesday in Bowling Green it'll be Mohawk ball following the timeout Hannibal drive inside swinging over Chester deep three up and good again for Braden Chester knocking down his fourth three of the night great shot Phenomenal shot there from Chester. Sends Mohawks lead to their largest of the game now to five with 5.50 left to go in this one. Buddy Yarbrough with him on the right wing, swinging it to Martinez, enters it inside to Elmore. Elmore going to be his. He took that shot as he'll draw the foul with 5.44 left to go. Draws the foul and also gets the third one then on Bryce Hannum. That's a big one to get if you could get him into foul trouble and sit for a minute. He's been very, very aggressive offensively. They'll uh, wipe down the area where uh, Donovan Elmore just fell. Interesting got, I got to applaud AJS for his towel work, though. It's actually, that's actually some, some, what can't he do? That's actually some grade A towel work there. He even knew to flip it over. Not his first time. I applaud it. 10 out of 10, have no notes. Good form there, AJ Hess. So now we're ready to have Donovan Elmore go to the line with 544. Left to go in this one. A reminder, today's game is brought to you in part by Kendra's Cates. Visit them for a tasty treat at their new location at 695 North State Route 635 in Bascom. The first week throw up and good for Donovan Elmore. Visit their Facebook page at Kendra's Cakes for all their goodies. Kendra wishing the Hope All Out and Boys good luck here tonight. I'm going to say my usual spiel about Kendra's Cakes being really good. Second free throw for Donovan Elmore. That time too strong, but I've increased with the board. His second chance off the mark, and then gets it right back and lays it up and in. So good job rebounding that time after the missed free throw for Hopewell. Their deficit back to two with 5.33 to go. Just effort, pure effort play there from Evan Kreese. And with it near the left wing, gets the screen from Hess. Jump stops at the elbow, back over to Chester. Martinez defending. Chester slings it over right side for Hunter Haynes. 
Back over now, Chester. He'll pump fake. So he wants to get it to Hannum. Hannum on the cut. He drives inside. Cannot lay it in that time. Rebounded by Yarbrough. Hopewell the other way with 5.07 to go. Down inside. Barrier blocked. As they're going to get Roe Heyman for the foul. With now 5.04 left to go. They're actually going to get Chester on that one for the foul. My goodness, this whole ball team just refuses to quit. Barry's free throw will fall on home. 5-0 for Second free throw for Barrier could tie this ball game back up. And he will do just that. 42 apiece, 5-0-4 left to go. Well, this is all you could ask for in a district final. And that's also a sixth team foul against Mohawk. That's huge. That is absolutely huge. Chester with it up top. He'll drive on Barrier. Back over now. Poked away by Crease. Haynes able to retain possession now for Mohawk with 4.45 left to go. Now right side. Setting things up again will be Hannum. Hannum gets it over left side for Boomer Cleveland. Being defended by Yarbrough. Just one dribble. Here's it inside Hess. Hess give and go outside Cleveland. Contested three on the right side from Haynes. Off the mark. Rebound tips around Yarbrough. Brings it in for Hopewell with 425 left to go. Chance to take the lead. Big possession here for Hopewell. Barrier now has it up top for the Chieftains with 415 left to go. All knotted up 42 apiece. Down inside Elmore. Reverse lane will not fall on a good feed from Crease. Mohawk the other way. I like the decision. That was a good decision to go reverse on that one. It wasn't trying to be flashy. That's where he was positioned, but man, you really want connect on that. Mohawk setting things up in the half court with 3.55 left to go. Hannum trying to create some space inside. Back out to Chester. He'll swing it to Cleveland up top. Working on barrier. He'll bring it back outside and reset things. 3.35 left to go. All tied up 42 apiece. Cleveland will look to drive inside. Has it left elbow. Hands it to Haynes. Haynes looks like he'll launch this out. Hester will launch a deep three. That time comes up short. Rebounded by Martinez. Hopewell the other way. Martinez in transition. Will draw a foul on the floor, but that's going to put him at the line one and one anyway, since that'll be the 17 foul with three and a half to go. Should put him at the line as. Do they get Chester with that one or did they get Hess? I thought that was Hess. And they got that one on Chester as well, so that'll be his second in the last minute or so. As we will now see Keen Heyman check in, who will come in for Hunter Haynes on the Mohawk side, as we'll have Raymond Martinez go the line for the one and one. 63, oh, my apologies. Martinez, 71% shooter from the line. Into the one run from Martinez, off the mark. He gets his own miss though, and he goes up and won't get that foul that time. There was Mohawk goes back the other way off of the missed free throw. Hannum inside, trying to create some space. Back out to Hess. Hess will drive, swings it over now to Cleveland. He'll take the left wing three. That one's too strong. Rebounded by Kreese as he's able to bring that one down. They'll go back the other way with 3.10 left to go. All knotted up, 42 apiece. Yarbrough cuts through the defense and gets it back out now to Barrier. Barrier inside to Elmore. Elmore, power dribble goes up. Cannot finish again in close. The Mohawk ends up unable to bring in the rebound as it'll stay now with Hopewell with 2.59 left to go. They'll inbound from the baseline. Uh, don't look now. A.J. Hess is very visibly upset down there. He might be, he's a very animated player. You see it, he celebrates, does a lot of fun things. If he lets his emotions get the better of him down here, he's got two fouls already. He could really be an issue for Mohawk. 
Well, ball with 255 value play to Crease, and he throws it in as he couldn't quite throw down a dunk, but nonetheless, Oakwell back up by two with 248 to go. That was quite a bit of razzle dazzle there. Cannon with it in the right corner, down inside to Cleveland as they'll get a foul call as they'll get Yarbrough for the foul, even though he's the one that ended up on the floor, but it'll stay with Mohawk under the basket with 241 left to go. And how do you know it was Yarbrough? There's three players there all at once. And also was Yarbrough's fourth foul as well. That's why I'm saying, how did you know it was actually Yarbrough? Well, inbound, Kane Hammond pump fake. Short corner jumper will not fall. Hannum fights for it. It'll be a jump ball. And yes, it will in fact be a jump ball possession there. We'll keep it with Hopewell. And that was a risky play for Yarbrough because he could have very well fouled out right there. But you know what? Yarbrough is a team player. He, he's going to put the team up first over him being in the game or not being in the game. He knew he could try and get that jump ball, try and make a play out of that. He's going to do it. Well, today's game is brought to you in part by Coppiceport Insurance Agency. Win with great insurance coverage from Coppiceport Insurance Agency in Bascom. Call them for your free throw today at 419-937-2205. Wishing Hopewell good luck here today. Two-point lead for Hopewell out in 44-42. 2.35 left to go. Hopewell with possession. That looks like Nutter getting ready to check in in case Yarbrough does get that fourth foul. As Coach Jury will take the timeout with 2.29 left to go. A two-point lead for the Chieftains over the Warriors. Division four district finals action here from Liberty Benson. So 30-second timeouts. We'll keep it here on both WFOB and WBVI as had ourselves a great back-and-forth game, and it's been back-and-forth literally by each quarter total. It was Mohawk leading 11-10 through 1, then they had a four-point lead thanks to a last-second A.J. has shot to give them the four-point lead at the half, and then Mohawk just a two-point lead through three. They led 37-35, and now Hopewell back up by two as we have just a little over two minutes left to go. And this is something that we've talked about in the past when you look at, like, game analytics and stuff like that. A high-scoring team like Mohawk being held within single digits throughout the game. As that game progresses, the momentum and the likelihood of victory start siding a lot more with the other team because they haven't had the chance to pull away. It could still happen, 229, plenty of basketball left, but really starting to favor Hopewell here as this game continues. Hopewell ball following the inbounds play as they got it into Yarbrough. Now ends up in Martinez's hands. Crease has it left block. They'll go up with a tough shot. Doesn't get that one to go. Fights for it. Ends up getting his own miss. And then his hit as he tried to take another shot. As I think they're trying to debate whether it was a shot or whether it was on the floor. It might only be on the floor just because he didn't get a chance to shoot because of how quickly he was hit. Yeah, so, I mean, either way, he ends up on the line. It's just a matter of... And it will be on the floor, so one and one for Evan Cruz with 2-12 to go. Didn't see who the foul is on. Is actually, that is on Hannum. That is his fourth. So worth noting, considering he is their leading scorer so far. I said you have two major players in this game right now, each with four fouls. He snocks in the first of the free throws, so another one coming as we'll see Fry check out. Boomer Cleveland checking in for Mohawk. I still love that name. I really love that name. Oh, it's a good name. Second free throw for Evan Kreese. Comes up short. Goes the other direction now for Mohawk. Hopewell the three-point lead. 2.08 left to go. 45-42 your score. Boomer Cleveland brings the ball up the floor for Mohawk. They'll get on the right side to Kane Heyman. Heyman working on Kreese. 
Back up top now for Chester. They'll go inside to Hess, working at the left block. Try to goes through, and he'll draw the foul. Let's see if they get that one on Elmore or Yarbrough. They're both in the area. Looks like it'll go on, on Elmore, though. Since A.J. Hess to the line with 1.53 left to go. To illustrate how much Hopewell's defense has been able to do, A.J. Hess, 20 points a game, had 35 in that win against Van Lu. See how his first free throw goes. His first free throw will be off the mark. Hess has been held to just seven points so far. That's entirely been the defense and the effort from Hopewell. They've gotten under his skin. And he hasn't made a three. Second free throw from Hess, up and no good as well as Kreese almost accidentally tipped it in. He comes down, gets the board, so it'll stay a three-point lead for Hopewell Loudon. Martinez, pull up three, comes up short, ends up being rebounded as it goes the other way from Mohawk with 141 to go. Really don't like that decision there to pull up for the three real quick. Pull up three from Cleveland off of the mark. Kreese gets the board as Yarbrough was trying to draw a foul. He wasn't able to do so. It'll be Hopewell ball, three-point lead under 90 seconds now to go. Yarbrough has it on the right wing. Chester comes out to play defense on him. He'll bring it back towards the top of the key, does Yarbrough. Now has it at the volleyball line. 118 left to go. Yarbrough will look to drive inside. Down inside Elmore. Elmore blocked by Hess. Rebounded now by Mohawk. Then ripped away by Yarbrough. And Yarbrough going to pick up now his fifth foul with 109 to go. That's a terrible play. That's an atrocious one. That was a jump ball. So that will foul out Carter Yarbrough. Chase Jorgensen will check in for the first time now for Hopewell out with 109 left to go. They lead 45 to 42. Again, 109 remains. That, I'm sorry, that was such a, that was a very, very bad call. We're going to time out here from Coach Jordan. Old time out here from Hope. Well, we'll keep it here on both WFOB, WBB, Lance Morris, Matt Common here with you. Again, 45-42, your score, three-point lead for Hopewell Loud and Mohawk with possession. And it goes to show just how the tight the rotations have been today for Hopewell. Uh, aside from now, Jorgensen checking in, Nutter was the only sub they had had come in all game. Yeah, they're really running a short bench tonight. But, I mean, similar thing for Mohawk. They've only played seven. I mean, I don't blame them for running the short benches. There's a small part of me that wonders what Agaba could have done for you defensively in this game for some of those random runs where he was getting, like, two or three layups at a time for a good three minutes there. Just, but I understand it because you want to try and keep the momentum, keep the energy going. There's a little surprise that Agaba hasn't checked in yet. Now we're going to see what Jorgensen can do. Makes sense putting him out there from a height perspective. And a little bit from a defensive perspective. Jorgensen. I mean, if nothing else, he's 6'2". He's 6'2". Deceptively good vertical for a kid his size. He could be a good factor here rebounding. Now you have three very tall players out there to contend against. And theoretically, it would probably just be for defense. They could bring Nutter in, too, and make it a really big lineup. They could. I'm not sure you want to do that. You want to keep, well, that, right. out, you want to keep that outside shot yeah. in check. But Jorgensen's a little faster than Nutter. So I see why they would swap it like that. One oh five remains. Three-point lead for Hopewell. Mohawk with possession. He Chesterfield on the right side. Looking on Jorgensen. He'll drive inside. They're flinging out Hess. He'll pump fake. Step back. Three from Hess. Comes up short. Rebounded by Chester. He'll float it up. It's too strong. Rebounded by Hannum. Hannum's effort. He doesn't get it to go. Now Hannum will draw the foul. 47.9. 
left to go as we will have Will Nutter now check in now for Hopewell. That was actually some pretty good defense there from Jorgensen. I'm impressed. Coming in cold like this with just over a minute to go. Good, good defense there. They send him at the line. There's free throw up and good. He's five for five at the line thus far. As Aiden Fry will check in for Mohawkey will come in for Boomer Cleveland. Nutter will check in for Jorgensen on the Hopewell side. And I like that decision. Nutter's having a good night offensively. Get him on the floor for the offensive side in case you need him for a quick putback. Second one, up and good for Hannum. Back to a one-point game, 47.9 left to go. As Kreese, it, it, it is he dropped to the floor. I don't know how much of it was a trip and how much was he just foul, but Hopewell is able to get it into the half court. Barry with it up top, brings it back towards the volleyball line, running around from Hannum. And it's now Barry will be the one to draw the foul with 34.1 left to go. One more foul before they win the double bonus. I'm really surprised there was the foul call in favor of Kreese. Because he, he got rolled up on pretty bad. Boomer Cleveland checked back in for five on the Mohawk side on the offense defense sub. They're at the line for Hopewell Loudon, a 63% free throw shooter, a one point lead for Hopewell Loudon with 34.1 to go. Really needs to get all 63 of those percents right now. Barrier free throw off the mark. Hess gets the board for Mohawk, 32 seconds remain. Boomer Cleveland will bring the ball up the floor. They'll cross half court. As Coach Dunn will get the timeout now with 26.4. Left to go another full timeout. We'll get keeping here on the WFBWBVI Lance Morris. Matt Kahneman here with you for this Division 4 District Finals matchup. Hopewell, the one-point lead as Mohawk has possession. As you, of course, if you're Mohawk, want to get a good shot to try and take the lead. Do you go with what brought you there in A.J. Hess, even though he has struggled tonight? Or do you try and get a look for either Hannah or Chester, who have had more of the hot hands? I mean, at the end of the day, you have a 6'6 big man that can attack from any part of the floor. Right? It's almost the cheat code at this level of the sport. So my instinct tells me you try to get to Hess on the elbow. Get him either a nice little 15-footer mid-range shot or give him a lane to attack by clearing out the defense. But you gotta do it with very little time left on the clock. This Hopewell offense is able to move in a hurry in transition. And if you're only gonna go for a two-pointer and take that one-point lead, you can just as likely lose by one on a quick pass from threes. So someone like Elmore or Yarber, or not Yarber, excuse me, Martinez in transition. So. My money's on Hess, somewhere along the foul line, maybe with about eight seconds left is where the play is going to go to. 26.4 remaining, a one-point lead for Hopewell out, and they lead 45-44, Mohawk with possession. They'll throw it in towards Hannum in the backcourt. Hess currently at the right block. He'll come up towards the high post. Runner it to Chester on the elbow. Back over now, Hess looks over. Has 16 now on the clock. Hess loses his dribble. Back over. And now we'll get a timeout taken by Coach Dunn after the Mohawk offense unable to get anything set up just right. 12.3 now remains a one-point lead for Hopewell, but Mohawk with possession. Yeah, and you can tell on that possession, Hess got it early. He didn't. That's not one they wanted to get. They wanted to try and clear a little bit. You saw both him and Chester spot up at the top of the key on both elbows there. And you, you could just see the play starting to develop, but... 
because of it breaking down because of good defense from Hopewell. Hess ended up with an early pass through it all. And the last thing Coach Dunn wants right now, on a very off shooting night for his team, is to add lib. You cannot add lib in this situation. It needs to be a clearly thought out play, clearly executed to give you the maximum opportunity to score with as little time left on the clock as you can. Now the flip side, with how off their shooting has been, you don't want to leave too little time to potentially put a, have a putback or second chance on it. It's, it, it, it's t- a tough decision here, how you want to attack and how you want to approach it if you're Mohawk. And you also got to factor in a simple unequivocal truth for tonight. They are not shooting yet from the floor. They might need an extra opportunity. 12.3 remains. One point lead for Hopewell out in Mohawk with possession. Division four, district finals. Crowds on their feet, so I'm going to come to my feet here as well from Liberty Benton. They cross the timeline with nine. Hand him up top, drives inside, finds Hess, and we'll get a foul call on Hopewell. With 6.2 now to go, as it's going to go, it looks like, on Elmore. And that sends Hannum, it looks like, to the line with 6.2. I do not envy Hannum right now. Hannum at the line, 6.2 remains. Mohawk trailing by one, 45-44 the score. Hannum one and one, up and good on the front end. Battle tied up here, 45 apiece. And worth noting, Hopewell does still have one timeout. Mohawk, it appears, does not have any timeouts left. As we'll have a timeout taken. Looks like Hopewell will take their final timeout to try and ice the shooter here as we are all tied up. 45 apiece, Division 4 District Finals from Liberty Benson High School. Lance Morris, Matt Common here with you on both WFB and WBVI. Bryce Hand up the line for one more shot to possibly put Mohawk up in front. Man, you can't ask for a better crowd, better environment in the game right now. You just really can't. Everyone's on their feet. Can't ask for a better finisher. Six seconds left. Foul shot. I mean, it's already tied, so the worst that happens right now, if you're a Hopewell fan, they connect on this and you miss something with six seconds left, but still an incredible game. You could get a rebound. You could tie it. You could. There's a lot of things that could happen here. This might get interesting fast. And I'm at the line, has one more free throw. 6.2 remains. We are all tied, 45 apiece. Free throw from Hannum. Up and good. Mohawk leads by one. As we'll have a timeout for the sub for Mohawk. 6.2 remains. Mohawk leads by one. Creasy inbounder. We'll see a full court press. And more of a three quarters court press from Mohawk. So Martinez inbounds. They can get Crease up in front for being one of the ones they're going to want to get the ball to. Martinez throws it to Barrier. Barrier up ahead. Crease. Priest loses the handle. Stolen by Mohawk, and that will do it. Mohawk takes with a one-point win here, 46-45. If that's a regular season game, they get a foul for Priest. 
With that, we'll go ahead and step aside for a quick timeout. Come back and wrap this one up here from Liberty Benson, 46-45. Hopewell will fall the Division Four District's title game. Here you've been listening to high school postseason basketball on WFB and WBBI. Getting the kids to practice on time. Remembering if it's your day to bring snacks. Making it to the game with a clean jersey. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. Auto Owners works with independent agents who answer when you call, so you can worry about more important things, like whether your kid is going to run toward first or third base. That's simple human sense. Ask Financial Design Insurance Agency in New Regal if Auto Owners make sense for you. Seneca Millwork is now hiring. They have third shift general labor positions available with a starting pay of $17.51 an hour with a $0.25 shift differential for the third shift. Seneca Millwork offers medical, vision, dental, life insurance, and a 401k contribution. Apply online at SenecaMillwork.com or apply online through Indeed. Come work at Seneca Millwork located at 300 Court Place in Faustoria and part of the Ropey Holding Company family. Welcome to Bigby Coffee, your home away from home that picks you up and leaves you in a better mood than when you arrived. No matter who you are, we know we'll have a drink for you. And her. And him. You see, here at Bigby, we can customize our drinks for each person. Dairy or no dairy, coffee or no coffee. We've got you covered, hot, iced, or frozen. Bigby Coffee is one of a kind, just like you. With locations on Tiffin Avenue and Trenton Avenue in Finley to serve you. At Blanchard Valley Health System, we're looking for individuals to join our family of professionals. We require compassion, dedication, and the desire to make a difference in a fast-paced healthcare environment. Jobs are available in clinical and support services. We offer competitive wages and benefits. The culture of BVHS is unique and rewarding. Visit bvhealthsystem.org backslash careers to search our current openings. Blanchard Valley Health System. We're here. For you. Hi folks, this is Matt from MJ Brown Roofing Construction Company in Tiffin, Ohio. Getting a new roof is a big investment and who you choose to install your new roof is an extremely important decision. We are a family owned roofing and construction company that's been in business since 1936. The MJ Brown Roofing Construction Company has skilled workers trained to install, repair and maintain your roof and weatherproofing components so no matter what mother nature throws at your commercial building or home, it will be protected from the elements. Call 419-447-5864 for a free, no obligation question today. As we are here from Liberty Benson High School, your site for today's action, Division 4 District Finals matchup between Hopewell Loudon and Mohawk, and Mohawk will come away with the 46-45 win over Hopewell Loudon. They will advance to take on either Ottawa or Crestview next Tuesday in Bowling Green in the regional semifinals. It's Morris Matt Goblin here with you on both WFUB and WBVI. And it's, uh, this one, it's it's going to sting for Hopewell because they held A.J. Hess to seven points. Yeah. If you, if you at any other time hold A.J. Hess, nine out of ten times you hold A.J. Hess to seven points, you're going to win. This just happened to be the one you don't. Yeah. I mean, it's, look, at, at the end of the day, it's, uh, there's one that just is going to hurt. I mean, we're up here calling and work. We, we work with Hopewell quite a bit. That, that, this hurts on my end. I mean, this is just for uh, that because this is a brutal loss. I mean, one point 
the officials call a ticky-tack foul in favor of Mohawk. But then Evan Kreese catches it at half court, gets openly tackled. They don't call because they don't want to inject themselves in on the last moment of the game. But in doing so, they injected themselves in the game. I, if I'm Hope out, I feel like I got hosed. I'll be honest. I feel like I got hosed. I've got gypped out of this. And I'll actually give a lot of them credit here because you can tell how they're feeling about it. Most of them taking their medals off. Yeah. Kreese had his on just as he was walking back, and then he took it off. They... They do not feel like this is where their season should end. And I kind of agree with them. The, the effort they put in tonight, it genuinely is a one-point difference. And at the end of the day, you end up with a kid with Tatum who had a great game. No denying it. Had a great oh, absolutely. Game. But this is not to take away from his game at all. He played phenomenally well. Hannah had 18 points. Chester knocked down four threes. I mean, they... They did their part. They did what they're supposed to do, but at the end of the day, I don't think the better team won this game tonight. I really don't. I really don't think the better team won. I mean, hats off to Mohawk, sister champions. It's, if you're, I'll say this much, if you're Audible or Crestu, whoever wins that game, watch this film. Yeah. Watch this film. Try and replicate what Hopewell did. If you get any semblance of that, you're at least going to be in a very good position to win because it's it's it just goes to show how weird basketball could be. This Mohawk team made a school record of 17 threes in their game on Tuesday. Their all-time leading scorer, AJ Hess, does not make a three tonight. Yeah, he made eight on Tuesday. Correct. And I'm, I mean. Basketball's a weird sport. It could happen like that. Flip side of that, though, just to call it as it is, how much of that was a good team trying to roll up on a lesser team? I mean, we talked about during the game that A.J. Hess was in the game until a minute and a half to go in the fourth quarter. Made them look a lot more competitive and a lot more dominant than they probably are. I mean, Coach Jury, he had the blueprint again, like you said. Audible or Crestview, whoever wins that one, just take this film. The end. It's a very, very, very simple assessment. You take this film and you find a way to get two more points out of the game. And you're going to win. And you're going to win. It's going to be a good back and forth. And I, I, again, I feel bad saying this because the kids did a good job. They, they certainly did good on their part for Mohawk. They had a very competitive game. So, sometimes a little bit of their, their dancing and hollering and celebrating. They can get a, you get a little old, but that makes it fun. That makes it entertaining to watch them. But I don't really think they were the better team tonight. And I say that respectfully. I really do. I, I think the fact that Evan Priest somehow could not draw a single foul call if his life depended on it is a big one. And I feel like he, he drew he drew a couple of fouls through the course of the game. I don't think he took any free throws. No. You're telling me that the guy who's taking most of their shots, at most of them in close, he took a couple threes. Most of them were in closer in the lane. You're telling me he does not draw any shooting fouls? Like, come on. Yeah. Like, not one? Not one. That's 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 two points right there. If that happens one time. Yeah. 
But I'll tell you what, if you if you want my two cents on the matter, look at this Hopewell Loudon team. Evan Kreese is out there watching this whole thing right now. He's out there by himself yeah. watching this whole thing with Coach Jerry. I mean... I'll, I'll just, I'll say this yeah. as well. We, we have a player of the game award. Whether Mohawk won by as much as they did or Hopewell won, it was Evan Kreese tonight. Well, yeah, 20, 21 points. Was their offense for yeah. a lot part, lot of this game. Without him, it's a runaway in favor of Mohawk, respectfully. It just shows how one player can make an impact on a game. He did that tonight. Well, and look, I mean, at the end of the day, Evan Kreese is one of the stars in the region by far. I mean, he's the SBC River Player of the Year as a junior. He is averaging 16 points a game, 7 rebounds, 3 assists. And, I mean, the thing is, he's just going to get better. I mean, look at his development from last year to this year. Last year, there were moments that he looked pretty decent. This year, he's one of the top players in the area by far. Next year, let's just call it as is. He's Hess. Yeah. He's AJ Hess. He's 6'4", junior, perimeter player who can attack the basket, has the verticals to do it. He is exactly the type of prototype player that you saw from Hess this year. And I think you're going to get that kind of performance from Evan Kreese next season. Remember how, I, I know you're going to say, oh, you bring him up. You know how when Levi Gazarek was playing basketball, how sure. good he was? Sure. It was his third best sport behind yeah. football and baseball. You can make the argument, this is Evan Kreese's third best sport behind track, which he wants to do in college, and football, where he was all state this year. Yeah. No, absolutely. That's ridiculous. No, I the fact of the matter is he's, the, you bring up your guy, I'll bring up my guy. You, you, you know my unabashed love for Tanner Schrader as a player and as an Basketball was his pro. third best sport as well. Basketball was, was probably his fourth best sport. I mean, yeah. He, he ran track, he ran track for fun too, but. Yeah, he ran it for fun. Literally. Yeah. No, he just went out and ran and won awards. I mean, so at the end of the day, I look at what Evan Kreese could do. And I look at this Hope All Out roster. They're all coming back. Yeah, they're all coming back. Like th this is like this is one we, of we, we say that not to not to in interrupt too much, but Chase Jorgensen played once Carter Yarbrough found out today. Tyler Gaba didn't get in the game today. Hayden Welly couldn't play all year because of a football injury. That would have impacted Hayden Welly. Would have been a starter or at least a contributor if he's healthy. Correct. But with all due respect to those seniors who we enjoyed our time with a couple weeks ago, by and large, most of this team is coming back next year. Yeah. And you lost on a ticky-tack call for a district title. Yeah, against a team that everyone thinks is unstoppable, and you held them to 46 points and lost by one. Yeah. I mean, it's – make no mistake, I, I view this as hope a lot. The, the close comparison I can make is probably that Calvert team from a year ago when they brought back their entire starting lineup of basically all seniors of Vronsky, Paul, um, Spawn, and just – all the major players that they had as part of that roster brought them back. They went undefeated in the regular season and they made it a show all the way to that regional final. I mean, that regional final game, that did not get out of reach until about five minutes left. Yeah. They still had a shot in that one. And then as players fouled out and as issues came up, that's when the train came off the tracks there. But still... This whole Poland team, I, I stand firmly by it. They're going to be back next year. They are going to be the team in this region 
to be. I do not see a team bringing back a roster as loaded as Hopewell Loudon does next season. Old Fort's is pretty good, I'll say that much. It's very good. Old Fort's got a pretty good roster coming back. It's very good. A very good roster So does Calvert. So does Calvert. But Hopewell beat both those teams. Yeah. And when you get to tournament time, Hopewell was the last one of those teams standing. It's, I view it as that they now have more experience than those other two teams, even though they do have good rosters in their own right and should be very talented teams as well. But this Hopewell Loudon team, again, the, the, the feel I have is the 2020 going into, or the 2021 going into the 2022 Calvert team, where it's like you knew they were going to be good, they knew they were going to be good. And then they The Calvert out. team where Garrett Spawn was a sophomore? Garrett Spawn a senior into his senior year. Yeah, into okay. his senior year. Because like, you knew they were going to be good, they knew they were going to be good, and then when Garrett Spawn was a senior, they came out and they were the best team in the area. By far. It was just a bad night in BG in that regional final. So, I, I very much think Hope Alon's going to be back. I think they're going to be an incredibly talented team next year. Having said that, though, for the two the seniors, um, Tyler Agaba, Chase Jorgensen, and Hayden Welly. I mean, yeah, I think you hit the nail on that. We had so much fun with them when they came in. They're always great guys. They've always been contributors, whatever. We we, we got so much. We had fun, number one. We got so much fun. Number two, the stories we got. Fantastic. They were all hilarious. If you weren't weren't able to listen then, go find it on our podcast page on WFB.com. It is well worth your time, and it was hilarious. It was just it was one of the more fun shows we've had all year long. Absolutely. And these guys, you, you could you could see it then as a team, how, you know, their kind of chemistry was coming along at that point, too. And I said it, uh, I said it off the air, and I'll, I'll say it on the air now. When we saw them uh, a few weeks ago, I think, I think it was last, I think it might have been last week for the sectionals, uh, Donovan Elmore walked in and was wearing sunglasses. Yes. We were inside. Yes. So I'm like, Matt, if you need to know how much Donovan Elmore's confidence has improved this year, he's feeling okay wearing sunglasses inside. Exactly. But I mean, and even going off of that, that level of confidence, that growth, that development. I mean, obviously, when you have a coach like Roger Jury and his staff, he has that helps significantly. But that's also those seniors, man. Seniors are key factors in how you develop a team, how a team grows throughout the season. The fact that. These seniors, Welly, Agaba, Jorgensen, the one that I feel for the most is Jorgensen. Jorgensen went from a significant minutes guy last year to ride the bench majority of this season. I mean, he took it in stride. He did whatever the team asked of him to do, and he was a great leader off the floor and helped develop guys like Donovan Elmore and people like that. So great senior class. Shame that it ends like this. Shame that it ends on a ticky-tack foul and a also, congrats to Evan Kreese, our MST Public Ground Player of the Game. Big thanks to uh, all of our specialty sponsors for joining us for uh, all of our Hopewell Loudon postseason games. Compass Moore Insurance Agency, Kendra's Cakes, Thomas Daniel Construction, Coon Sales and Service, LLC, along with Jim Fruth, the Judds, and MST Pub and Grum for everything they helped us do here this postseason. And thank you for listening to High School Basketball here on Classic Hits 96.7, along with the SBN 1430 AM 105.7 FM. WF would be a big thank you as well to our producer, Pushing all the buttons back at the studio, Bart Wilson, doing a course. Oh, he definitely did the Lord's work. He did each and every night, and uh, 
I mean, I don't know. Are we are we going with Mohawk to Bowling Green? Is that in the cards, or is this this all she wrote? I'll say one of your famous lines. Reply hazy. Ask again later. Fair enough. Okay. I, I would lean towards no, but I do not know for a one thousand percent fact yet. Fair enough. Just figured I'd ask. So that way, it's make sure you keep it locked in on WBBI.com and WFOB.com. Once that information becomes available, or if we do to elect to go that way or have the opportunity to go that way. But, uh, yeah, I mean, no, definitely did the Lord's work. My goodness, I mean, Bart Wilson, we picked him up in August and came in, didn't miss a beat, ran the uh, orthopedics uh, scoreboard show and psych-up show phenomenally well. Did a great job this season for basketball, making us sound good. And for, for those of you that don't know, because both stations are actually in the same building, in Story, we actually split the building between the two of them. Bart works both games at the same time. I, I, I challenge any radio station out there to tell us a board operator that can do that for them. And he does it night in and night out. And he does it without missing a beat. We don't miss commercials. We don't miss timeout breaks. We don't miss intros back. I don't know how he does it. I really don't. I really have no idea how he does it. So... Yeah, when I say he does the Lord's work, you, you best believe this place only runs and only works because of what Bart Wilson does night in and night out for us. Mohawk will advance to their second regional appearance in school history. They await their opponent for the regional semifinals in Bowling Green. They would take on either Ottaville or Crestview. We also need to say, to say a big thank you to the Hope Loudon community as a whole. We loved covering both the boys' and girls' games uh, this season along with each tournament run, so thank you for all the support you have given us along the way. And again, a special shout-out to the Hope Loudon seniors, Tyler Agaba, Chase Jorgensen, and Hayden Welly, and those three have been instrumental both on and off the floor to continue with the culture that they have voted Hope Loudon. All the best to them. Moving forward, three kids who will certainly not be forgotten anytime soon. No, absolutely not. The, the Hope Loudon community has been phenomenal to us. I mean... They, they've always made it fun. We've always had a good time with them. They've always done nice things and good things by us. But, man, especially, I, I'll just call it as this, especially this season, even a little bit of last season, just the, the full embrace from the community as a whole to have us be a part of it, to have us coming to these games, working with us on the shows, doing all those things. I mean, really, it's a, it's a fantastic community. It's a fantastic program across the board. Hope Olan is in very good hands with the people that they have in charge, at least from our interactions. Guys like Coach Caltruglio as the AD, and on the football side, Coach Jury, from a basketball perspective. And I, there's a lot to like about Hope Olan in the future and in the years to come. They're big parts of it, and the community as a whole is a big part of it. So, again, thank you. Sincere thank you to the Hope Olan community for you know, putting up with us and then uh, embracing us as some of their own in that one. Former broadcast partner Matt Common, this is Lance Moore signing off from Liberty Benson High School. Thank you for listening to our coverage of high school basketball on both WBBI and WFOB. One final time, Mohawk, a winner here tonight for the Division Four District Finals. They win 46-45. to Thank you again for listening all season long. Have a great rest of your night, everybody. It's time for... All right, let's go. That's right, time to go. This has been High School Basketball on Classic Hits 96.7 WBBI. And online on WBBI.com. High School Basketball has been brought to you by Blanchard Valley Health System, Cooper Service, Warner Automotive, Brickers, Roto-Rooter. By Iron Workers Local 55, Northwestern Water and Sewer District, Wilson Tire, 
Grid by MJ Brown Construction Company, Premier Bank, Financial Design Insurance Agency, Schaefer's by Snyder's Flooring Outlet, Ohio Automotive Supply, Seneca Millwork, and by the Ropey Corporation. Anyway, one last item of business before we go. Join us next time for another great matchup of high school basketball. Finished. Finito. High School Basketball is a production of TCB Holdings Incorporated.